are listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome to another episode, my beautiful friend. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. If you are new around here, welcome. And if you are a seasoned, refined, hippie podcast listener, welcome back. I am super excited about this episode with my friend Carly. This was the second episode that I have recorded in person in the past year. I have always preferred recording in person. I think they are just more fun, but because of multiple things, I moved uh, the state of the world, and also a lot of the guests that I've had over this past year have been guests who are located all over, so that also makes it more difficult to meet with them to record, but so yeah, it was a second episode in person, which is my favorite. It's so much more fun, but I am working out the kinks as far as setup goes. I will just preface that the sound quality is really good other than I had the mic on a table and every time the table got touched, there was a noise. It bothers me. I'm just going to let you know that is what, if you hear something weird, like a little bump, that's what it is. We were drinking tea and every time the table got touched, whether it was to put down the tea or whatever, uh, there was a little bump in the sound, but this is what we, this is what happens. You just have to roll with it. Other than that, it's great. The sound is great. Our conversation is great. Carly is amazing. I'm so grateful that she and I met. Our conversation could have gone on for hours and hours and hours. She and I are very passionate about nutrition, plant-based, veganism, yoga, glyphosate, toxins, all of these things. We have a lot in common. And we're going to get into all of those things. So today's guest is with Carly Reeder, an integrative wellness coach specializing in Ayurveda. She and I sat down to chat about all of this, her story, how she got interested in all of these things. And spoiler alert, it's similar to a lot of us in that she had her own healing journey that led her down this path. She discovered yoga, which opened up a whole new world of Ayurveda, plant-based nutrition, holistic health, and the list goes on and on. We talk about stress psychology, the psychological response we have to stress, and how we can de-stress the body. We also get into mind over medicine, why hustling can be bad for our health, yin and yang energy, how we can nourish our bodies, the difference between adrenal fatigue and a stress storm, the pillars of Ayurveda, evening routines, oil pulling, glyphosate, what's with wheat, toxins in the home, and so much more. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Carly Reader. Hello there, Carly. Hi. <laughs> so nice to have you. Thank you for having podcast. me. I know. We're just sitting here sipping our tea, our dandelion tea, and what did I get? Lemon ginger. My little tag says, your greatest strength is love. What does yours say? <laughs> um, 
one thorn of experience is worth a whole wilderness of warning. Mm. Wow. I love That's that. That's deep. That is deep. <laughs> Does it say I have to that? read it again. What? Does it say who said that one? Um, James Russell Lowell. Oh, I don't know who that is. No. So, yeah. We're doing this. <laughs> I'm excited to learn about your story. So, before we get into to any other things, um, you are a holistic wellness coach yes i have mainly an ayurvedic integrative ayurvedic, ah, yes. ayurvedic coach yeah. um, but i'm also going to school getting my master's in clinical nutrition cool so i know a little bit but how did you get started on this path i feel like it's similar to <laughs> a lot of ours in that you had your own healing journey yeah i um I'll say it started in college, probably, I want to say maybe my, my first year. Um, so I was away from home my first time, so it was kind of like free for all. <laughs> American college, no. there you go. <laughs> um, I, was actually, I was majoring in dance at University of Arizona. Oh, wow. I, I will say a lot of people did warn me that it's a big party school. Uh, yes, I know. Yeah. I know some people have gone there. <laughs> did you go um, there because of that? Or? <laughs> no, for, I went for the dance okay, program. Okay. <laughs> I liked, um, it was like um, equal equal focus on modern jazz and ballet. Ooh. So I liked that. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of programs are very like ballet heavy mm. or just modern heavy. And yeah, um, yeah I, I really liked the the program and so I ignored all those warnings I'm like I can handle it (laughs) plus my my high school I went to was almost like a mini college too oh well in Chicago New Trier I don't know if you've heard of it Mm. but there's 4,000 people whoa so it's pretty big for like compared to other people's high schools yeah yeah I had 350 so yeah yeah Um, (laughs) yeah so each grade's like a thousand people um but yeah so that party aspect of it definitely caught up with me Mm. and it got to the point where I was uh like and then you know I was staying up till 3 a.m you know whatever going eating fast food I remember like going like at 2 a.m going and getting fast food this has happened like many times Mm um and then getting up early like going to dance you know like (sighs) drinking coffee and um, and then my roommate, I never smoked cigarettes, but she did. And then somehow I just started, you know, it's just like one day. <laughs> like, picked... hey, let's go outside together. And if you're going to smoke, then I'll smoke. <laughs> yeah. Like we were at lunch yeah. one day and I was like, I'll have one. Like I'm being social. <laughs> and um, so I would, what what started to happen was as I, I developed tremors. Like I would just notice, like I would put my hand out and it would just like, shake and um and it went on for a while and then I um I went to go see someone immediately because I asked them like what's going on like I could just felt something physiological was going on and then they just told me it was anxiety that was their answer um and then I remember one it was Halloween one Halloween night I was home I had like a hundred and three fever and um it was just and at that time, they wanted to put me like, on anti-anxiety medication. That's how they wanted to treat it. Mm-hmm. And so I tried it. 
And then, of course, I, like, drank. You know, you're not supposed to drink no. on certain <laughs> things. And, like, I didn't follow any of the rules. And, like, anyways, um, but I, I knew wholeheartedly that it was not the solution because I felt like something physiological was going mm-hmm. on. And then I also remember, like, just sitting there and closing my eyes, and it felt like I took, like, a little nap. And then I looked at the clock, and it, like, two hours had gone by. Whoa. Like, it was really weird. Mm. And it just felt like 10 minutes had gone by. Um, anyway, so I, like, long story short, my parents ended, t- ended up taking me out of school, and I went to a doctor and mm. got some tests run, and they didn't find anything. Classic. <laughs> Nothing Classic. <at> all. <laughs> um, and then... I didn't, you know, I just, I, I was home for a while, well, like one summer, and then I was, you know, my parents were pressuring me to go back to school, to apply to different schools, um, so in that summer before I started school, I decided to do a yoga teacher training, because I thought, you know, oh, this will be, you know, I need to make money, and it goes well with dance, and mm-hmm. When I was in at U of A, it was funny because even though I was doing all the parting, I really got into yoga and I would, I would start like going to yoga and, um, initially it was for flexibility (laughs) (laughs) for my dance, um, for my, you know, posture and flexibility and my turnout. Um, and I would go like on a Friday night instead of going out, you know, because I was like, this feels really good. Like, I just lo- loved how I felt afterwards. And so that kind of was happening alongside me also. You know, it was like both things were happening at the same time. I was kind of being exposed to this healthy lifestyle. And I even did like an Ayurvedic workshop while I was out mm. at U of A. And so I was definitely exploring that. But I, I was kind of living in both worlds at the time. Mm. Um, and then... I went and did my yoga teacher training the summer I was home in LA and um, that's actually when I met Tamal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like, I mean, everything just changed from there. Like I stopped drinking, stopped smoking, became vegetarian. It was a things. big, yeah, yeah. life changing moment. Um, but you know, there, it wasn't like everything was better after that. I still ha- suffered from a lot of health issues. So I, um, and I also had a dance injury. So oh, I was trying to heal like my physical body and at the same time. So I was, you know, doing a lot of different massage. I did rolfing, mm, okay. um, neuromuscular therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also doing a lot of that when, when I was in Arizona too. And, um, I ended up getting certified in Pilates because I loved Pilates and as well as yoga. And then also um, got into massage therapy. <laughs> all uh, the things. All the things. <laughs> and then, but w- w- what was real eye-opening was when I did a cleanse, like mm. an actual colon cleanse. It was uh, juice with something that you take internally as well. It was like a five-day juice fast. Um, mm. Like... The pain from my injury, I had a hamstring injury, just like, was like, it felt like it was just like lifted off of me. Like it was just, and then that was clicked in my head, like that, what's going on internally. And as far as like, I would just call it inflammation Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, 
you know, what is going on has a lot to do with, it affects your physical body, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that was super eye-opening. And then, um, you know, I just kept going down that route, like trying to heal myself and being in LA, you know, it's like the hub of Oh my gosh, health. you have access to everything <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And good food. And good food. <laughs> you can go out and- to eat and like not have to worry if anything's cooked in nasty oils or not organic or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so many workshops and yeah. classes to take. And I, I spent a good like, 15 years, but I always think like a good decade of my life was just focused to studying and healing myself. And yeah. um, it was pretty much like a, a hermit for a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I got to the point where I just, I felt so good. Like I was, I would just remember being in my apartment and I was just like, you know, felt like, um, I guess I was like glowing from the inside out. Like I was so happy and I was just like, and then reflecting on like where I was at mm. when I was in college and um, I was just like, I need to like write this all down Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and write this process. And did you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did. I did write a book. Oh, you and did. What? I did. Yeah. I want to write and a book. We can talk about that later. Yeah. About my story. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, ugh. it's a work in progress, though. I've always like, um, you know, you always want to add to it, mm-hmm. and once it's designed and formatted, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make edits. Oh no. <laughs> um, but I called it stress free for life, mm. and. Um, yeah, so the, you know, it was, that was kind of the theme of, cause also I've ended up finishing and getting my bachelor's in psychology and with an mm-hmm. emphasis on health psychology mm-hmm. at Cal State Long Beach. And there was a whole semester dedicated to stress psychology, was kind, which was kind of a new, mm-hmm. um, the, the teacher there, and I can't remember his name or how to pronounce it, but... <laughs> He he kind of brought that class to the school. Um, and I guess you can actually get a master's in it or something. Oh, wow. It's very cool. But um, that was, like, really eye-opening to me. Like, as far as um, – I just loved everything about it, the mm. whole class. And, like, understanding the, the physiological response of stress. Yeah. Because, you know, like, remember, I was like, there's something going on physical in my body and you know cortisol and all that in your blood and um so just learning things how to de-stress the body like things that you never learn and no one teaches you. no one talks about it either I mean you know no one teaches you and I mean even today I feel like you know when you're talking to somebody who's having health problems and you're asking them you know like what they eat or like stress like People just want to focus on the easier things, you know, that are like, yeah, you can just cut this food out, add this in, and then you'll be fixed. But it's so much, it is, it's more work to have to like actually reflect on your life and how you're reacting to it and what's in, what's in your life that's causing you problems, whether that's people or job or whatever. I mean, yeah, totally. It's a lot. It's a lot of self-reflective work yeah. that can make people uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to make changes that maybe you're not ready to change. Yeah. You know, 
like being in relationships that yeah <laughs> were not not good for you um, I've definitely been there I've had those um <laughs> and that I stayed in for too long um mm-hmm. oh here comes Eva Snow Eva <laughs> you haven't made an uh, appearance in the podcast in a while so you might as well come on let me just say, everyone, talk Aww. about stress. Okay, she, this cat, come here. Mm. She herself is a stressed out kitty sometimes. Mm. Oh, my gosh, she's so loud. Um, and then she causes me stress. She woke me up this morning literally doing that, mm. which is not a sweet meow. Well, I, I don't, <laughs> and now she wants her belly rubbed. But anyways, she had some digestive problems just like her mother because of, of uh, her stress. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just, you know, doing the things like when you when you learn about st- in your class, like it's like, you know, fixing the things you can fix, right? Mm-hmm. Like as far as taking out major stressors that you have control over, but then doing things like meditation or, you know, mm-hmm. to help um, with the stress response. Because that, that was really... Um, interesting to me was mm-hmm. like how to stop the stress response in its path and go into the relaxation response which is like the opposite so, so what were you finding especially in college what were what were your main stressors um well I was married at the time Shock it. <laughs> yes. I got married when I was 21 oh how did your family feel about that was it somebody you had known a long time or not so much um, I wouldn't say a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Feeling frisky. Um, but that, that was a very stressful relationship. Mm-hmm. We'll just say. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's enough. Enough said. It was that and school. But I just like, I knew, I've always been pretty good, I guess, at school, like, and just being able to focus. Mm-hmm. And so it was like. I was able to finish school amongst everything else that was going on mm-hmm. and um, and still learn. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would like just still learn about healthy things and yeah. how to take care of myself and, and manage my stress. Um, I would say it was like a good um, practice <laughs> like to see how the war- it works, like the yeah. stress relief techniques that put yourself in a really stressful situation. <laughs> Okay, let's test it out. <laughs> How is this going to work? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and, the, like, that was that's a huge thing that I, that I do kind of um, – I feel like I'm going to do a lot more work with clients and mm-hmm. coaching on is realizing, like, relationships and boundaries mm. and how much stress that causes your body and how much physical ailment you can have by just not – having good boundaries and being in a unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. you know yeah or having people in your life maybe it's not a loved one or just you know friends or whatever that are you know draining draining you and um it's you know it can cause just an insurmountable amount of stress yeah so it's hard like you said it doesn't matter um how healthy you're eating yeah um there's this one lady dr lisa rinkin do you know her? yeah 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 actually i have I, her book uh oh, mind over mind over medicine matter. yeah medicine. that was that was one of the first ones that i when i started mm. to uh 
recognize or acknowledge that that was such a big component, you know, because before that I was more looking at that, like obsessing over what I was eating, which obviously nutrition is very important, yeah. but obsessing over it, um, which also that was causing me more, you know, distress because I was, you know, I'd eat something and then regret it and then can't be like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Like blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that book is amazing and I love her. Yeah, I've, yeah. I watched her uh, give a talk online and it was just, it was great. I loved everything she was saying. And Yeah, I should um, reread that book. There's like certain books that I always want to, yeah. you know, that I'm like, I should reread that. Yeah. Two, a couple things that stood out from what she said. One was, she goes, no amount of kale can mm-hmm. um, like erase or counteract the detrimental effects of the stress response on the body. And that was, like, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. It's, like, you you have – and that's where it's, like, people come to the point when they want to heal. And a lot of people have chronic stress. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a lot of it is emotional related. Yeah. And, you know, and it's – you just have to get – it's hard for a lot of people to get to that point where they want to actually address it. I mean, our society, um, it kind of makes it – like it's a badge of honor to be overly stressed, you know? If you're not overly stressed, then you're not working hard enough. Yeah. You know, just kind of like uh, whenever the whole hustle movement started, what was that, like five, when did that years start? ago? I don't know. <laughs> like you have to have a hustle. You better be hustling. You, should need, you need a side hustle. I was just like, if you look up the definition of hustle, it's negative. <laughs> it is a bad thing, you know? Yeah. When when in history have we ever wanted to be hustling? Well, you don't want to be hustled. Like if somebody yeah. hustles you, like they mm-hmm. hustle you mm-hmm. like to buy yeah. something, you know, or like to take your money, right? Like you hustle someone. It's in ha- Let's look it up. I'm curious actually. I had looked it up one day. I'm going to look it up right now. The definition of hustle? Yeah. Well, there's that, you know, I don't know where I was reading this, but there's like, you know, the, <laughs> the glorifying of the soccer mom. You know, the mom Ooh, that does yeah. everything. Like, she's glorified. Right. And so there's that pressure. Yeah. Well, it's this mom, unattainable but... goal that is not natural and should not be what well, is never going to be attained. Not yeah. healthfully. I mean, you know? Yeah. And women themselves, like, they need to, it's like they're too young. Like they, well now in society, like Mm -hmm. they give out too much. Like young energy is exerting and yin is receiving. Mm -hmm. And women naturally need, I mean men too, like everyone needs both yin and yang, but there's that yin that you need to like replenish yourself Mm -hmm. before you can exert. And that's comes through like, you know, different self-care techniques, resting, Mm -hmm. eating nutritious food, getting minerals, sleeping just you know nourishing yourself and I think a lot of moms don't they do and they feel guilty for doing that too I mean I can catch myself feeling guilty you know and then I have to snap out of that mindset if you're actually just trying to relax and in society it you know they've trained us to think that if you're not doing something then you're being lazy yeah I mean what what is up with that (laughs) It's so, it's so awful. Yeah. yeah. So the word hustle, the definition is to move or act energetically and rapidly to push or force one's way mm. to act aggressively, especially in business dealings. Mm. 
I mean, it's really, or let's see. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a good to push yeah, it's to like, crowd why do you have roughly. To push yourself. And that, you know, that kind of, it's like that. Swindle. Another word oh. is swindle. <laughs> that was part of my, um, I think what drove me to, to be, to become sick and basically depleted. Like, I think what I actually had, um, so, you know, some people would call it adrenal fatigue, but I've been learning that, like, supposedly, and I haven't done enough research on this, that your adrenals can't actually fatigue. Like, that's not really yeah, actually that, a, yeah. a thing, right? right? But it's more like a stress storm. Like, your body is just full of stress hormones, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, like, constant, and it's constantly being triggered, and that's what's causing more of the symptoms than mm-hmm. your act- actual adrenals being yeah, fatigued, right? Um, so, but I had, you know, I just had that mentality growing up, like to just push yourself and Mm -hmm. like, as long as you work hard, you can achieve anything and, you know, and be successful, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, but then it's like, then my body was shutting down. At what cost? (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, and then when my body was shutting down, I couldn't keep going. So like that forced me, it's like, okay, well that mentality is not working because you can't even do anything anymore. Yeah. So it's like, how are you going to achieve and reach success when you can't even do anything mm-hmm. about it? Or So, yeah, I think the thinking that we're invincible mm-hmm. somehow and that we don't need to take care of ourselves or that's like being weak or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So now what are your main ways of taking care of yourself? Um a good question so I, I would say that Ayurveda has really helped me a lot with that because Ayurveda has such a scientific approach to self-care mm. like it goes beyond just I'm gonna take a bath or <laughs> I'm gonna go for a walk yeah. <laughs> um okay if explain <laughs> explain to those who don't know what Ayurveda is okay so when you break down the word Ayurveda um so Let's see, A-Y-U-R means life and Veda means knowledge. So it's basically knowledge of life or the science of life. Um, Asking what Ayurveda is in like a sentence is hard because it's a whole like health science. I mean, there's... It is a science. There's diet. Yeah. There's herbs. There's massage. There's... um, They do essential oils. They do color therapy and Mm. astrology. And there's even surgeries that are a part of... Yeah, there's oh, like a hundred something sur- surgeries that are, yeah. Um, mm. So the the core of Ayurveda is that they look at the, the body. It's, it's very similar to Eastern medicine where they're looking at the elements in the body. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely looking at your whole body. And um, our bodies are made of mostly of the, the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether. And everybody has a unique... Uh, balance of those in their body that's why there's some people that like are more fiery personality Mm -hmm. and some people are more like water type personality Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, some people are more grounded than others some people are more like up in the air and Mm -hmm. bubbly than others and Ayurveda groups the elements into um, two for each they call it a dosha Mm -hmm. so there's Vata, which is air and ether. Pitta is fire. And 
water and kapha is water and earth okay Mm -hmm. so those are the doshas and the definition of dosha is that which misbehaves or goes out of balance Mm -hmm. so the there is a misconception in, they say, the Western world because everybody's like, I want to know my dosha, what's my mm-hmm. dosha? And they think that they are that for their right. whole life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of like Ayurvedic doctors are speaking up about it now mm. on podcasts and just talks, mm-hmm. you know, because they're yeah. like, um, this is not really a thing. <laughs> you don't really have like, um, they well, we really... all have, we all have some of those doshas. Some of them are... Yeah, we more imbalanced um, more in or more dominant, I guess. Yeah, so there's what's called your prakriti and vikriti. Mm -hmm. And prakriti is what they would call your innate dosha. So, like, you're Mm -hmm. born with a certain amount of everyone has all the doshas and all the elements. Um, it's kind of like your genes. Some Mm -hmm. people have a tendency to have a slower metabolism, some people, so you have like a tendency. Plus your hair color, your eyes, all that. Mm-hmm. However, it can some of that can change, like according to what environment you live in, the weather, mm-hmm. who you're like married to or hang out with all the time. <laughs> they can affect your your doshas, what food you're eating, mm-hmm. you know, all seasons. Um, so you're never like if you ever take a dosha test, like you're just never always going to be the exact amount, mm-hmm. um, you know. Then there's your Vikriti, which is your out, current out-of-balance dosha. And that's really what doctors look at when they're mm-hmm. trying to teach, treat you for disease. Like, it doesn't really matter what your innate dosha is. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what is going on right now? What illness do you have? And what is that related to? So, for example, if you're having a vata imbalance, um, vata tends to be dry. Um, so there's other qualities also for each dosha besides the elements which are called gunas or feelings. Mm, this is getting goodness. a little detailed. Um, so there's like <laughs> things like here. <laughs> cold and hot. Like there's each guna and its opposite. So like cold mm-hmm. and the opposite is hot. There's dry and wet. There's heavy. There's light. Okay, so there's um, 12 or 10. I always forget. Anyways, <laughs> and then there's, there's the polar opposites. Um, and then so each dosha also has their set um, qualities and so vata tends to run dry um, mm-hmm. cold mm-hmm. light um, and rough is one of them too so when you are having a vata imbalance like some like constipation a lot of the times can be due to the, that drying up of the mm-hmm. colon so if you're eating dry foods snacking mm-hmm. cold foods eating on the go um, you're aggravating your dosha mm-hmm. because like increases like so you already have those things right um like for example like mm-hmm. vata already has rough as one of the qualities and if you're eating a raw broccoli that's really rough yeah. and that's not going to help if you're having a, like a constipation problem whereas like the opposite would be to have like a warm soft soup mm-hmm. you know that's very like slippery and you know <laughs> like moves into the colon yeah uh so that's you know how you can utilize the the knowledge and you know just knowing what the gunas are and the doshas like you can kind of in your life being like oh what's going on and you can use foods to help balance it out and then you can go further and there's herbs so like similarly in eastern medicine they have certain herbs that are cooling Mm -hmm. and some that are heating if you need more heat in the body right so it works very similar and um 
that's when you would want to go see an actual doctor to, mm-hmm. to get the herbs. Um, but it's meant, you know, it's temporary. Like once you fix your imbalance, it's not like you're on the herbs for the rest of your life. And it's right. not like you're on a vata diet mm. for the rest of your life. And that's where a lot of people get confused because they think, I need to eat this way for the rest of my life and I can't have this and I can't have that and I can't, you know, mm. it's a little True, like, yeah. tricky. Um, so that's the the food ab- aspect. And then we were talking about self-care, right? The, mm-hmm. the science. Yeah. So they have what's called Dinacharya. Ooh. Fancy name. Oh. <laughs> Dinacharya, that's fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> Which translates to daily routine. <laughs> and... So a part of Dinacharya is like a morning routine that involves cleansing, like be so beyond brushing your teeth, like tongue scraping. Mm -hmm. There's the neti pot that, you know, is cleaning out the nasal passages and um, uh, what else? Oil pulling. Mm -hmm. Have you done that before? Yeah. Yeah. There's Abhyang, which I love, which Mm -hmm. is warm oil massage. And Mm -hmm. I usually... Mm -hmm. What kind of oil do you use? I use sesame oil. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I love the warming effect mm-hmm. and the grounding of it. Yeah. I do, <clears throat> even though I have like more kapha body type, yeah. and do have a lot of vata imbalance tendencies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, how do you warm yours up? Do you do you warm it up? Um, actually, use... I, I don't think I've actually warmed it now you say that. Uh, but maybe I should. You should try. I mean, I just it's, do basically the massage part, but it's definitely from what is it? Game Banyan, changer. Banyan the botanicals. That's where, yeah, that's where yeah. From. yeah, yeah. Uh, you can get do you like. Put, do you put it on the stove or how do you? Do well, it? I used to do that, and then you gotta like pour it in a bowl or a cup. Yeah. And bring it to the bathroom. I got a little oil, like a. Oh, one of those little Amazon. warmer things. Well, not oh, one that you plug in, which I do wish that I got. Like, that I think is the easiest because you literally can have it in a bottle, put it in the oil warmer. They sell them for, like, massage. Right, yeah. You know, people, yeah. Um, practitioners, and they, you know, you could just plug it in. I get a little worried about what bottle it's in because I don't want, like, yeah. the plastic to melt. Yeah. Um, but they sell a little, like, they're like tea, like there's a little bowl, and then you put a little tea light oh, under it. But that takes longer than so. Right? But that takes longer. Than <laughs> but that's more yeah. ser- that's more romantic and probably healthier. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> yeah, probably help. We need to find an oil warmer with a good bottle. Yeah, like a ha- that's my my goal. Because actually, for moms, I'm always trying yeah. to make things easy for people, I know. and especially when it comes yeah. to self care, like you got to make it quick. It is as easy and you know accessible as can be <laughs> yeah your kids are gonna come running in yeah. and and, <laughs> and if you have a fire going you know, <laughs> them, like... probably dangerous and some heated up oils everywhere i mean <laughs> although they're not that hot but still yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so you you know you can do it in the morning but usually i tell people like to do that as like an evening routine because there's only so much it can get a little I long mean, yeah and in our modern world society we don't have that much time so yeah that's um and it's you know there's a video you can watch online because you know you can rub it into the scalp like it feels so good to get it like your brain just like melts i need that right now honestly my brain is feeling a little (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's the only like bad thing about that is like then it takes like a couple shampoos to actually get it out so that's like you know and obviously put a tail on your pillow but if you can do it once if you can do it once a week you do it like so i shower i shower after so after you do the whole body yeah 
massage and I just put like a towel on the bathroom floor and just yeah. sat on the towel I didn't know if you meant like you know how some people put do like oil masks for their hair and then they leave it overnight which... yeah I don't wash it out like yeah. I just rinse my body after the oil massage and then in the morning oh, I'll gotcha. wash it Got with it. shampoo yeah, yeah. Got it. and it usually gets out I mean it might be like a little it might take a couple shampoos before it's totally out so I usually maybe only do that once a week mm-hmm but I mean, it makes such a difference, mm-hmm. even just doing it once a week, mm-hmm. and and it's the oil is you know it's it's just like it it's also detoxifies it mm-hmm. pulls toxins out so it's like you know has many different um, reasons for doing it and um, and so this is pretty cool so anxiety in the body is air pockets okay so it's like so vata mm-hmm. because vata is air and ether is like basically anxiety like anxiety is a vata problem mm-hmm. um and so the oil <laughs> they describe it as um i want to say something else about the oil but anyways when it seeps up so when you put it in your body the oil seeps into the air pockets and like basically seals them up oh <laughs> i didn't realize that's why it's yeah so, so like it it's so it's so amazing what? for anxiety it seals them yeah <laughs> I'm like I need this right now I've been feeling a little anxious <laughs> I know I was like when you were talking to me earlier I'm like vata problems yeah. I have to talk to her talk no. to her about the pan- all no. that panics that's all vata and this is the thing too like I I um all of those things I did more years ago than I do now I don't know you know like I haven't made it as into a ritual as I should yeah. When I hate that word should. But but yeah, I mean obviously yeah, I I it's like you can't do them every day. Yeah. But just trying to incorporate them more often. More often. Yeah. Or and having an I think an evening routine is just so important yes. because that's where we that's when we like the evening routine and getting really good sleep is where you recharge mm-hmm. and reboot and and that you know sleep is a whole nother thing whole and with other. the Wi-Fi yeah. And the blue light and, you know, people being depleted of minerals. That's a huge thing. It's like it affects our sleep. So we're not waking up energized and we're not mm-hmm. getting that, that reboot that we, that we need. That deep slumber, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's hard because like my husband likes to watch TV at night. And I think and a lot of women have this problem. And it's like when you spend time with your loved one is watching TV. But it's it. like... Watching TV My all the way. Wants to do that to him. Yeah, well, and I it's, don't know why it's a dude thing. I guess I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, and it's it's a way to relax. And I just mean, I do. Check I out. Know. But at the same time, I'm like, what are we? Why? Unless it's something joyful. Does he like? Not. Does he like violence? No, because I might like. I, oh, is that I, what your husband likes? Like, well, like violent shows. Like, I mean, like anything to do with war or yeah. like fighting. True. <laughs> like, well, that's and, and <laughs> even if you're not watching it, if you're. If you can hear it, oh yeah, it still is you impact. Hear someone, yeah. like, screaming, screaming. I know, and their guts are being. <laughs> he was watching something about aliens. He likes. He has. Uh, mm. He likes a lot of different things, but there was this show that he was recently binging, and it was about aliens. And it wasn't actually like the weather were some scary things, but yeah, I was in the other room, and then there's just like this blood curdling screams and. Then there's some gunshots, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel like, yeah, this is not doing me any good right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, you're tired, I know. and your nervous system's like at nighttime is like usually, you know, it's like you're tired, and you just it's harder to 
handle those things, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so it, um, you know, it's better to, like, I, I actually just, like, I had a conversation with my husband. I'm like, do you care if I don't watch TV with you? Like, <laughs> and he was like, no, I don't care at all. And I was like, okay, well. well that's nice. That's another like, pressure. I was like, then I don't have to feel obligated. <laughs> and oh, like, well, I had the opposite happen <laughs> recently because we were watching something. And then I got up because I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Uh-huh. And then he's like, where did you go? Like, from the other room. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that anymore. And he's like, well. We can change it or turn it off. I was like, I just don't want to watch TV, man. Like, I just don't, I just don't feel like watching TV, you know? I just don't. Just, that's when you're like, I'm going to go and do my Abiyang. Exactly. I'm going to go do my warm oil <laughs> massage in the bathroom. And, um, I do love a ritual. Um, and teas, oh, like, geez. I've been learning in school. Like, we had a whole herbal botanical um, class and just about Nervine relaxants. Mm. Like, oh. like, um trying to think of some like skull cap tea to try Ooh, some of that no but i know about it but i've never tried it yeah um, skull, skull i mean you cap. always want to like check and see you know like all the interactions and stuff with right. te- teas some and stuff these, i don't want to just like ones, yeah. say out call out different things don't just go and drink them but yeah, yeah. like that we've been learning yeah that was one that i really liked and like lemon balm oh i have a lemon balm soon. plant i just grew and growing oh my gosh i'm so excited lemon balm's so healing oh i love gosh. i love it um yeah so uh yeah just yeah just doing those things that are gonna nourish your yin mm-hmm. and nighttime is the best time to do that and then yeah. you wake up and then you know your morning routine can just be like the the cleansing part and you know with the um the oil pulling like that that i had talked mm-hmm. about you know ton scraping all that but the, with the oil pulling it's like you can do that while you're um, either like showering or undoing the dishwasher, you know, like kind of multitask mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. It's, you know, like five to 10 minutes is all you need. Um, oh, really? Yeah. You I normally was do... trying to go like 10, but some places they're like, oh, you should do it for 20 minutes. And I'm like, that is so long. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I heard another like Ayurveda. Um, I don't know who, I forget who she is. She's like a, I don't know if she's a practitioner or coach, but she was like, you don't need to do it that long. She's like, you can do it. She was like, even a few minutes is going to do something. Yeah. You know, then not rather than not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then other things, like as far as a part of Dinacharya, there's the morning, the evening routine, but then there's also like, you know, eating at three consistent meals a day and at certain times, like when you're eating and you know, eating your breakfast before 10, 10 o'clock, eating between 12 and 1, your biggest meal, because that's when your fire, your agni, your di- metabolism is the highest. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people that just wait till 2 o'clock in the afternoon to eat. Oh, I you know? know, I know. My mom does that, and she's probably going to listen to this if she needs to stop doing that. <laughs> it's your husband. Yeah. Uh yeah so like that I mean people just like forget like they forget to eat or I don't know or they're trying to lose weight and so they're like like let's just just not eat and then I'm gonna wait till I'm starving to eat but that does yeah that does opposite that slows your metabolism I know I know it's just sad that people don't I don't know they don't know they don't know I mean they just try to go on it on their own and and I mean when you think about it 
yeah, in your mind, you're like, oh, well, if I just eat less or less often or whatever, then I'll lose yeah. weight, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's, and when you have like hormonal imbalance, um, you know, sometimes you need to actually eat more mm-hmm. and to nourish yourself because you're depleted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then also there's like, you know, not eating too late at night because that's a big thing too. Oh, a lot yeah. of people eat really late and then it's too close to bedtime and that's going to affect oh, your sleep and your, so your hormones as well. So, yeah. um, like dinner's recommended between 6 and 7 p.m. And then there's like, you know, seasonal eating, eating what's mm. in season because that has more enzymes. So, it's, you know, Ayurveda is very big on digestion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the... Um, there's the three pillars of health and the first two are your diet slash digestion and the second one is sleep. Mm. So, you know, it's like, that's, that's big, you know, I think for a lot of people, I know that when I was in college, like all of my pillars of health, like, you know, (laughs) the, my diet digestion was horrible. My sleep was horrible. And then the third pillar is like, I mean, it's basically like controlling your sexual energy. It's like just not letting yourself be like just, you know, mm. promiscuous and just like I call it like the healthy relationship category, huh. you know, because it's like who you sleep with and who you're with that affects your whole like your mental state and yeah. your whole physical body. I mean, you're taking on all that energy. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if one of those pillars is off, your whole health is off, which makes sense. Like when we were, I was talking about like how being in a stressful relationship, how how much stress that causes you. (laughs) I know. And then the stress messes up your digestion. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) And then your digestion is messed up, which stresses you out. (laughs) And and then you can't go to sleep because your your cortisol is high in the evening. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's like they all go off. Yeah. All three of them. Uh, so yeah, that, that's like, you know, that, that's basically the Dinacharya is, is that, you know, those, like the daily routine of having your, so you're cleansing daily, which is good. And especially in the modern world where there's all the toxins. So many toxins. <laughs> um, yeah. The air, the food we eat, the, the products we use, the cleaning products. I mean, so it's, many people... Just don't realize how how extreme it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't. I had no idea because I mean, most people think, and I thought this way was that if it was on the shelves, then it was safe, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad if our government (laughs) if our government says it's fine. If the FDA approved it, yeah. Or even if the FDA didn't prove it, the fact that the government that our government lets it allows it to be on a you know shelf or whatever, but all of these companies are self regulated. So once you find out that, you're like, oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, like no wonder Monsanto saying that their studies for glyphosate are fine, and then you go and you do a little bit more digging, and then you so see like, no. What? no independent studies and what they say about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> well, and then the EPA. I said that they were fine. I mean, but then when you do the but, digging and then find that they had a relationship. Yes. So, no and the, wonder. And they say, like, these, there's healthy amounts, right? But they're not taking into consideration the accumulation. I know. I saw yeah. this is this is upsetting because recently, 
I don't know why. I feel like on social media sometimes, well, sometimes you feel like you're in an echo chamber, right? That that everything you see and every everything that shows up on your feed or blah, blah, blah is only stuff that, um, and when you're speaking out, obviously you're speaking to like an echo chamber of people who mostly care or, you know, want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. But then on the other side, recently there's been a bunch of stuff that's popped up that is so not anything I preach or care about. And then I watch it because I think that maybe, it, it, you know, if you're looking on your, on Instagram where it's suggested, you know, people or what, all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Anyways, there was one person and it popped up and she was a dietitian. And she was saying that it didn't matter. She was about the environmental working group's, uh, you know, stance on fruits and vegetables when it comes out the dirty dozen and the clean 15. Yeah. And that she was saying that none of that matters. None of it matters because it's so small. It's so small. It's so minuscule. It's so minuscule. I mean, what? And she yeah. and then she has 30,000 followers and everybody and then all and what reading the comments just makes my heart just hurt because you know, I mean, I get that you don't want people to constantly be like I was saying like earlier, I think before we were recording, like being afraid of everything, you know, everything you eat or yeah. obsessing over it. And I've been there that like every morsel that I put in my yeah. mouth, I was overanalyzing it. And I was like, is this, yeah. oh, this is toxic. Oh, this is inflammatory. Oh, this is that, you know, and putting everything in a box. Yeah. But I'm sorry. There is no universe that glyphosate is good or not bad for us. I mean, you know. Just the fact that you spray it on regular crops, it mm-hmm. kills them. Yeah. So they needed to come up with you know, GMO, like crops that are going to be resistant that will survive it. That doesn't make any sense to me because then you're going to, you're going to eat something that kills, like something that kills something else. And And it kills bugs and kills, I mean, doesn't matter if they're tiny and small, like you have tiny cells, (laughs) Yeah, you know, we're made up of tiny cells and microbiome and, you know, bacteria and, you know, and that's, they did find, I mean, in one of the studies they did look at fish and their microbiome and it was just it, it like mimicked celiac disease like the villi oh, and it was all yeah. you know like diminished and right. you know um it, it's out there it's just they try to cover it up i know well because that would require them to well be liable for a lot of people's illnesses i mean yeah i mean one the government too because the government has you know claimed that it's been fine all these years so if they were actually to come back and be like oh no actually it's terrible for us then they'd be on the hook you know for all of that Mm -hmm. but yeah it's I don't know yeah it's interesting because I had to do um for school I had to write a blog about the dietary guidelines the American dietary guidelines which are you know they do promote eating more fiber-rich foods recently (laughs) but then they're also like you gotta have this dairy and whatever and they're very like it's all about the low sodium low you know low saturated fat and low sugar that's what they focus on they don't talk anything about conventional food Mm -hmm. versus organic right but you know the first dietary guidelines was written in 1980 and because the rise in obesity, heart disease, cancer, there was, you know, a rise in all of that. 
they started selling glyphosate in commercially in 1974. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like they're blaming it on sodium, saturated fat, and sugar, which could be part of it. But they don't talk about the chemical aspect. And it's not just glyphosate. I mean, how many chemicals do they Uh use? It's crazy. Well, I mean, and even I mean, before that, we had DDT. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. been other there's there's other chemicals, just like there's other, uh, you know, plastic issues. Like BPA is not the only additive in plastic. That what else yeah. is plastic and made out of? You know, that's really the only one like, that people have ever heard of. But there are other chemicals. And there's in them, really like know? the phthalates that yeah. are supposed to be actually bad mm-hmm. for you. That yeah. nobody talks about. Nobody talks about those. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like there. It's like these chemical companies. They come out with a chemical, and then they just put it in everything mm-hmm. because that's how they make their money. And yeah, I'm just gonna like. Ru- I was looking at rugs, and they all. I never. I don't know if I'm just noticing it now, but now they all say like poly something. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. And they smell. And I'm I like, know. I'm like, this is like the new chemical. Like, I know. someone's we making have bank a rug on this. That feels that smells like that. I think. <laughs> I have one too. I'm <laughs> actually in my office and I'm like, I need to get rid of this. No. My husband can even smell it. Oh, it's that strong that it didn't go away. No. Yeah. But no, it just like, it smells like musty. Like, like, yeah. like it's like dusty or something. I mean, I vacuumed it like so many times and I'm like, there's, but it, it feels like I mean, plasticky yeah. almost when you, I mean, everything in our houses, it's really disturbing. I'm so glad that it's spring and I can be outside more because in the winter I'm just stuck in here. In these drywall boxes filled with, <laughs> you know, toxic couches and yeah. I mean, what is this made up? I don't know. <laughs> you know, plastic basically. Yeah, they make everything out of plastic now. I mean, they I know have, that I have a lot of cotton on right now, but sometimes you know you have. I know. I'm thinking all about my that. Workout like, my workout clothes. What, exactly. Mean, I'm what, like, what is that made out of? You know. I know. It can, it can get very overwhelming. It can be. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, you have to, if you just sit and think about all of these toxic things. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, I you think you gotta, just... you gotta like go, that's why I like things like the EWG. Yeah. You know, like they, like, what is the really bad ones? Yeah. Like there's ones like that you really want to avoid. Yes. Um, like dioxins, right? Yeah. Like, you know, just the really heavy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and things that like, like I, I got a mask, like a disposable one and, you know, I think from Lowe's and then I, I got a rash on it and then I looked at the outside of the box and it had that same, like poly, what is it? Like poly something. I need to like Google it, whatever. It's like, I swear it was the same chemical that was in the rugs that I saw. And I'm like, this, this chemical was like. These people are making so They much literally money. just came out recently with saying that those disposable ones, you know, cause infertility and stuff like that. Oh yeah. God. No. And that's what people, they cause all kinds of issues. And those are the ones that everybody's using. Not to mention, like, well, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. But <laughs> let's talk about environmentally. <laughs> They're everywhere. Little animals are dying. People are just, I mean, you know, when you go to a grocery store or something, how many stupid mass you see on the ground and I'm just like oh gosh it's gonna end up in the waterway and then some little duck is gonna get stuck in it and he's gonna die and oh gosh Mm. I know they don't they don't care it's like that when you were talking about the furniture I thought Mm -hmm. of the movie I think it's dark 
is it dark waters or deep waters? It's about. Um, deep water, but I don't. What is it about? Because I that sounds familiar. PG and E. It's about the uh, what's in the nonstick pans. Is oh, it, I want to um, see that. That's interesting. Okay, um, but it's not about Teflon. It's about the other uh, one. Um, what is it? Oh, called? I don't even have my phone with me. I don't see them. It's a forever chemical. Yes. What's a forever chemical? Um. Is it a P something or the, there's a PFOA? Yes, or, that yeah. is what it's about PFOAs, exactly. Yeah. PFOAs. Yeah. And so he, I mean, and the PFAs. Yeah. Yeah. PFOA what is the difference PF- between PFA and PFOA? Know. Do you know? Um, let's see what this is. It was so it was one of those, and I think they're just yeah. The they're, they're basically the same, but. But you haven't seen the movie. No. It's free on, Net- on Netflix. And it so this farmer contacts a lawyer because all of the cows are like dead. Like a, his like around this river. No. I think it's in Virginia, maybe. I don't know. But and he had took out tumors mm. like and he saved them because like he wanted, he wanted to, to like buy a or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like um and so mm. the lawyer does digging and this lawyer is still around today doing lawsuits and I don't nice. know his name but I'm gonna say Michael something <laughs> Michael or Kane but I don't know um he here can I I'm gonna look up yeah something so he anyways he gets all he you know all their documents and he has to you know, research. So basically, long story short, they were dumping the PFAs or PFOAs into the river. Classic. They were doing their own regulating, oh, their own testing. They, but they did have proof that it caused cancer and tumors. They had it was all in the document. It was all documented, so they knew actually. It wasn't like they weren't aware of it, and um, you know, and it just it's like it got in everyone's water and. 65,000 people in the town were all affected by it. Like, because everyone ended up getting blood tests to see if they were affected by it. Aaron Brockovich wasn't on this one? That was, I know, I'm surprised. But it was. She did a podcast with Rich Roll that was really great recently, or a few months ago. I mean, it's just basically like, it's, it's. It's, It's called Dark Water. It's worse than we could imagine. And like she said in the podcast that. You know, it's 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 basically like big pharma as well, right? I mean, they're gonna do whatever they want to do. They have so much money that they'd rather just do what they're gonna do, hope for the best. If they get sued, that's fine. They just they they are anticipating spending that cost at some point, you know. Yep. Yeah. And they'll just keep doing it. I mean, and the, with the water and these companies that are polluting the water and polluting the earth. Um, polluting our food, whatever it is, they just they just call it a loss, you know? They just write it off, and that's just another expense that they have to pay for legal fees, you know? Yeah. I mean... But it's like, it's on. But she was saying, and, and, I, and I... This does give me hope that where a lot of the change happens is with moms and stuff like that. And it's sad that it has to be 
at the expense of someone's child, but that's who is the loudest is moms. You know, they get together in their community and this cat. Let me, okay, so the lawyer, it's about Rob Billet. That is the name of the lawyer um, that's still, I guess, around. Yeah. There you go. So what were you saying about moms? That they're the ones who who make the most change in the communities is because they, you know, see their, their children getting sick, you know, connecting the dots that it's in the water or whatever it is, you know, whether that's some... And eczema. How many kids yeah. have eczema? Oh, my gosh. Which is like, you know, that's another detoxification organ. Yeah. Um, you know, my um, one of my botanical teachers says it's like liver related. It's, mm-hmm. you know, liver toxicity. Your liver gets overburdened, so then it starts coming out of the skin. Yeah. And like babies are bathing in the water, and then the, they <sighs> clean it with chlorine. Oh, God. <laughs> like other disinfectants. Um, <laughs> but that's only really to get rid of like bacteria and, and you know, microbes that's not to get rid of the heavy metals and the forever chemicals and like that's not those are still there they're called forever chemicals because how the heck do you get rid of them Mm. i mean we have crappy water here and we have forever chemicals gen x or whatever right yeah i mean what can y'all have a a filtration system in your whole house yeah oh yeah we talked about this y'all have but it's reverse osmosis yeah we didn't know we didn't do that oh you didn't didn't go with that what did y'all do we did, um, it's through a company um, called Alcaviva, and they, it's, you know, it's like carbon filters, but there's, yeah. they have other things as well. They yeah. do other things. And then, we, so we have the whole house with that, and it's like a huge tank. And then we, you have another filter, like, at your sink, so yeah. that's like extra filtration right. um, that we drink water out. So it's like mm-hmm. an alkaline ionizer, but also yeah. has, like, a really good filter in it as well. Mm. Um we decided not to go the RO route just because our I didn't t- want to do RO. Yeah, it takes yeah. everything oh, yeah, out. Yeah, I know. That's why and we we have an RO <clears throat> on our sink, but I don't. I I never even use it. <laughs> we just well, get, you yeah. You could add minerals back. Yeah, in. I do. So I have the drops, just, yeah. but we get uh, RO alcohol and then the ionized from Whole Foods or mm-hmm. Tidal Creek or whatever. Yeah, but we want to get one for the whole house, but I don't really want to do RO because I mean we could just. I you could know. give you a, a link to yeah. a place, yeah. You can yeah, I would one. appreciate that. Right, and I can share it on the show notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is ha- what's on your agenda now? So you're finishing up your school. How much longer do you have? I still have a year. Nice. Yeah. How long is the program? Um, it's like a year and three quarters, so like yeah. almost two years. Yeah, wow. Um, so we're, I'm, I'm like finishing up the third quarter so then I'm like, okay. And then I just have one more year after that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, like as far as coaching and, um, I, I really feel like I've, as I've, the more and more I work with women and the more I see, you know, I really focus on hormonal imbalance, right. thyroid issues. That's like what I, the main thing I see, um, so, which actually thyroid is also related to Vata, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, just think, what, number one in Ayurveda, they say that Vata is easy to go out of balance because mm. it's air, it's like the most subtle 
mm. element. So it's easy to knock off a balance. Once your routine is off and you're yeah. not getting sleep, your vata goes off. So, right. and then just that, that, that mentality of running around and go, go, go and not replenishing yourself will also throw your vata off. So, you know, a lot, it's working with women who do have hormonal imbalance. It's like, it's, the one thing is detoxifying the mm-hmm. body. And I work with a naturopath right now to do that, mm-hmm. you know, safely. Um, getting those, some of the, you know, detoxifying some of those heavy chemicals out and then nourishing your body, mm-hmm. you know, and through food and through self-care and, you know, health, nourishing your emotions, healthy emotions, healthy boundaries, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can just, you know, I kind of want to continue in that direction. I wanted to get my nutrition degree because I just I wanted to know more and I also wanted to be able to have the license to also kind of get more detailed with yeah. people's diet yeah. um, rather than just eat healthy you know mm-hmm. things like that but I mean but you know alone you know doing things switching to a healthy diet can, can do so much yeah and you've probably seen yeah such huge changes mm-hmm. with that yeah yeah, I mean, I I did a lot of other things for sure and got into Ayurveda and all that kind of stuff um, and herbs and supplements. I mean, there's, there's, it's, you know, it's a science. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because everybody's so different and, um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it's, the nice thing about the school too is learning all the research, having all the research mm-hmm. studies because I think that helps too with their... Um, just with clients, because there's mm-hmm. so much out there, and there's the internet. So confusing. And it's so yeah. confusing. Yeah. And I think this is why a lot of people just, like, throw up their hands, because they just get so confused, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they just give up. Yeah. And then it's, like, the, people try to, like, put... And I don't know if, like, people do this on purpose, or if it's, like, you know, people scrolling, like, trolls or whatever oh like gosh. making articles but like then they start to like talk about different vegetables that are bad for you you know what I mean and like or wasn't that like or, the plant paradox or whatever like what were they trying to say I've never read it but somebody do you know what I'm talking about that book no I've never I've never read it I mean they demonize all kinds of different things like I can't I don't even remember um yeah just, or like and like beans. They just pick apart like beans all these and, and grains, but it's like they don't talk about people if you soak, right? Exactly. You soak your they talk beans. about like the phytic acid and stuff, like, and that like try to fear people into those kind of things and why you shouldn't eat it. But like again, soaking them is what most people did in the past, anyways. Yeah. Like we're not we're not eating how we should or how we used to. Yeah. You know, we're eating things from a can or eating minute rice or whatever it is, and then we're wondering why we have digestive problems yeah you know and it's like avoiding all the grains and and all those things um and then just eating meat i know it's like you think that that is, that is gonna heal you, you. <laughs> i know i mean it seems pretty illogical to me but yeah and i did that i did this uh girl's thing which hers was like when i said i had been paleo you know briefly obviously just trying to do whatever and try to heal and hers was against all grain you might be familiar with her and uh and yeah like no and I know somebody else who did this too a, a guy who was having I mean he ended up having his thyroid out sad I mean terrible because he was doing that for so long I mean he got so thin 
because he what he what he couldn't eat enough. Yeah. You know. I mean, he was eating meat and vegetables, but yeah. no grains at all. Um, anyways, and the whole... the history is that um, people like lived off of grains and people were you know healthy and it wasn't until they started introducing processed grains and foods and the meat diet went way up Mm -hmm. those two things together then they started to see health issues yeah so it's not necessarily that grains and are bad for you it's just the processed grains and the grains that are sprayed with glyphosate and all those things you know so um and then i always tell people like if you're worried about you know, grains, it's like, then do pseudo grains. They're actually seeds, like, mm, you know, mm-hmm. quinoa yeah. and buckwheat, you know, True. it's like, there's things you can eat and mm-hmm. we can still find things that have not been contaminated. <laughs> They're still <laughs> out there. With. So don't walk um, away from this feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> and let's just talk about wheat for one second. Cause that's like, well, did a lot of research on that. And that's one thing that I took out of my diet that changed drastically. Because um, yeah, I was doing whole wheat, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is good, whole wheat. But then I watched What's With Wheat, yeah. and you're like, oh, it's all hybridized, even mm-hmm. organic, and the gluten's stronger and all that stuff. Right. So it could withstand being sprayed mm-hmm. with glyphosate, and not just glyphosate, like many different chemicals. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people who are think they have a gluten allergy, it's actually you're just allergic to the hybridized wheat, and you're allergic to the chemicals, mm-hmm. you know. And... And there's ancient grains, though, that I've been mm. able to have, like ancient wheat, like spelt and yeah. einkorn, emerson, and I actually don't have any problems Issues, with yeah. those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I usually, like, instead of saying, like, I'm gluten-free, I'm just like, I'm wheat-free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glyphosate-free. I'm glyphosate-free. <laughs> I'm glyphosate-free. Sorry. No thanks on that bread basket. Good. <laughs> Good. Unless it's made out of millet or something. <laughs> I, I can feel the inflammation like immediately. Yeah. That was the first thing I did when I was, you know, altering my diet was I went gluten-free and I felt lighter. But I didn't know at that time, of course, like why. I just thought no. it was the, I thought it was the gluten. And then when I had, you know, digestive tests done or whatever, and it's obviously comes back that I'm not celiac, which I knew that, but it's like, well, and it would come back as no sensitivity. I mean. So even no so intolerance. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, they're not, I guess they're not. And I'm like, you're not testing for glyphosate. You're not testing my tolerance for glyphosate. (laughs) You're not telling how my my gut likes that. But yeah. Yeah. I always, I mean, like, I think, you know, cutting it out is, is always good to check, you know, just to see what happens. I mean. Yeah. It it is. Yeah, definitely. Do the elimination. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think probably wheat and dairy are probably the most two inflammatory I foods. I know. Um, and I always, you know, if people want to do ghee, you yeah. know, it's a better option. Even like, even in Ayurveda, that's one of the I know. only I things know. that they the recommend. Thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, it's thanks getting for coming different. on. I know. I'm like, I guess it's, I think yeah. it just got cloudy, but... Anyways, I think we're at a good stopping point. Yes. It's going to be like, um, it'll be 108 in like 40 seconds. Oh, that's when we should stop it then. <laughs> Okie doke. Well, well, thank you for having me. Thank this you for coming fun. on. This was awesome. Okie doke. 
Okay. Peace and plants. Whew. That conversation was so much fun. I have missed doing in-person interviews. I think I had a little bit too much fun. I was getting really excited just being in the presence of another human. Zoom is great, and I'm so grateful that we have that uh, technology to to do these remote interviews, but there is nothing like being in the actual physical presence of another human, uh, feeling their energy, all of that. So I had a fabulous time chatting with Carly. I will put all of her information in the show notes, so be sure to follow along with her. And if you have not already done so, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and if you are enjoying the podcast take a screenshot and share it on your social media if you're if you're listening to it on your drive to work or while you're taking a walk whatever take a screenshot tag me send me a dm whatever i just love to connect with you guys and get some feedback you know on on what you're enjoying what episodes you enjoy the most it really helps me to decide what what else you know y'all would like to hear about. So, just wanted to add that, and of course, you can sign up for my newsletter at therefinedhippie.com, and follow me on Instagram at therefinedhippie. And until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants. <laughs>